0: So So There you go, Bo. <laughs> this week we have a special guest, it's uh Flo Bristenson. Hello, hello. Is that your real name? It's real enough. Alright.
1: AKA Flo Ryder.
0: Flo rider. That's your rapper name.
2: I can't rap right now though. No. Sorry guys. Alright.
0: Anyway, yeah, Bo's here just to hang out and see what's going on. He uh, he he'd be giving us he's giving us a review, or like a basically he's here to what do you call those like an inter, like kind of like an audit in a certain sense, uh, but um, just to see if where our weak points are, where our strong points are, what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right.
2: Make sure everything's kosher. Make sure
0: everything is uh, there's a lot of enough equity. Um, inclusion. Inclusion. Diversity. diversity.
2: I don't see a lot of diversity. Sorry. You don't see a lot of That's diversity? Going we got a black mark already
0: because <laughs> there's yeah. basically two white, two white guys. Well, two yeah.
2: white guys, we include
0: Scotty. But I think Scotty identifies as part... Uh, Jamaican. Part Jamaican? Jamaican. yeah. Part Jamaican, yeah.
1: And no wrong thing. The moment there's wrong thing, Bo's going to be all over it. I have my
2: notebook here. He's got his notebook. Show us <laughs> your notebook. Going to make some notes. Going <laughs> to make some notes. Let's see. Yeah, it'll be
0: full of notes. Okay. Well, that's a lot of extra pressure on us, but we'll try and do our best. Just don't uh, try not to interrupt too often. Only when it's really necessary, okay? But it's good, uh, yeah. That we have uh, a bit of oversight because you know, I mean, we've got all that unconscious stuff going on, you know, mm. unconscious biases and stuff. and I know you've been trained in spotting those biases, right? Um, no, hardcore training. Hardcore training in spotting those biases, okay? So, all right, without further ado, let's do what's been going on over the past week. Has it been a week already? Yeah. And absolutely nothing has pa- happened in the past week because it's a slow period because of the summer holidays, or not the summer holidays, but it's summer, right, and people are going on their holidays, uh, and that includes just about everybody, so everybody at least has less time to focus on stuff that they don't like and to... You know, uh, complain about it and create media storms about it and shit storms and stuff like that, and uh, and put it on Twitter. So there's not as much news, really. And there's also, you know, there's a bit of a lull, I suppose, after the whole beginning of this year. You know, Ukraine. Well, there was a couple of shootings and stuff. There's a kind well, of like
1: there was uh, Kazakhstan, but <clears throat> just before that as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: nobody, nobody knows about Kazakhstan. Well,
1: it led the news in, even in the
0: U.S. for yeah. about a week. Right, yeah.
1: It's, the years, usually seems, that's the pattern now. It starts
0: with a whole flurry of things. Yeah, Just kick the year off. And but then
1: once, once Russia invaded Ukraine, that they, was it. That, they changed the whole schedule. N- nothing they, else. They was... dominate now.
3: You
0: know? Yeah, although that's, that's, that's tailed off, trailed off as well. Like There's a lot of war fatigue going on, especially since they finally admitted that uh, Ukraine isn't uh, winning bigly. Uh, as it was from the very beginning, they're kind of like, oh, possibly not true that Ukraine is actually winning. Possible that they might actually be sort of not winning, not losing, but not winning. Although they keep the reports up that, you know, especially from Liz Zelensky and people like that, uh, quote him saying, yeah, we're going to take back the Donbass and Crimea and Moscow. And, you know, we're still going to win. You know, we're still going to do it. While... The whole thing is just such a massive shit show and it's so infused with people's own personal biases and they don't give a shit about what's actually happening and never had, have. So it's like, it makes our job super easy, but at the same time, it's like, it makes our job kind of like, like a kind of duh, we feel like we're kind of like pointing out duh things, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, do, doesn't everybody know this? I mean, shouldn't everybody know this? That, that <laughs> I don't know, it's a, uh, post-truth we're in a post-truth era and it's whatever you want to be true and then fight about it
1: yeah everybody knows but they, they there's no let up in propaganda um i mean yeah we know they're making statements qualifying statements now to kind of prepare the ground for actually Russia won
0: mm-hmm. in Ukraine well but not,
1: but still it's it,
0: not it's not, just, it's not just that Russia won, it's that, I mean, the latest from Stoltenberg and uh, NATO Secretary General is, and other, at least European and Americans as well, is that they're telling everybody now that this is going to go on for years. Everybody needs to prepare themselves for years-long conflict in Ukraine. It's not going to be over, and, um, and we all need to accept the fact that blowback from that will involve... For Western populations, European and American, will be um, long-term increasing, uh, increasing increases in, in the price of ga- gas and energy, electricity, and you know, general reduction in standard of living. But that's the price to pay because well, um, has stop Putin.
1: Stoltenberg said that after the Washington Post cited anonymous U.S. government sources. So let's let's look at that first. Um, Washington Post, there's a hell of a quote in the middle of it. Um, you know, they talked about, we've joked, well, we haven't joked about it, I mean, they've said it, that the US government is going to fight to the last Ukrainian. Well, it's, it, it, they have bigger plans than that. Scroll down to um, um, hunger. If you do a search for hunger, the key phrase here in the middle of this, this is Washington Post last week. Um, Is that the thing I have? No, it might be the next iteration of it. Yeah, here we go. Even if that reality does not materialize immediately, officials have described the stakes of ensuring Russia cannot swallow up Ukraine as so high that the administration is willing to countenance even a global recession and mounting hunger. Mm -hmm. Is willing to countenance. Like, like the US is willing to what? Starve tens of millions of people?
0: They're willing to starve people, yeah, but it's a price that they're willing, they're willing for the average American or the only person to, in Europe and America to starve, but it's a price that they're willing to, to pay, you know? Yeah. They won't starve, but they're willing to allow you to starve. Bo. Are you okay with that?
2: They want to starve me. Yeah. They, they try can, it. They can try.
0: Yeah, yeah. be hell to pay. Yep,
1: and it was then uh, today, or it was published today, that Stoltenberg, the stultifying Stoltenberg, speaks up, and he he almost repeats that verbatim, because th- that Washington Post has an anonymous; it doesn't say who said that. But then Stoltenberg puts his face to it, the same term, and he says, "Even if the costs are high, not only for military support, also because of rising energy and food prices, uh, you know, we're prepared to to do this for years and years and years." So, uh, I don't know what, what are they what are they preparing people there for? Like Ukraine being a wasteland, Russia can never win because we'll just keep throwing weapons at it for years. He says.
0: Uh, well, it's, what they've been doing recently, and it, it's coincided over the past couple of weeks with the talk of them uh, providing providing um, howitzers, longer range, longer range kind of towed and self propelled artillery. You know can shoot uh, shells uh, seventy eighty miles basically or seventy kilometers whatever, quite a long way, and they 've been using them recently, so uh, you can you can see the effect of them already and this is from France primarily from France and the u s longer range artillery for the Ukrainian military, so they can shoot at civilian civilians basically in donbass. so the idea is like, okay, uh, Russia has taken kind of most of donbass or it's will soon basically finish the the, 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 the process of owning taking all of the Donbass but in advance of that and then going forward uh the Donbass will be um basically the battleground but from a safe distance type thing supposedly of course Russia will continue to target the artillery um installments uh, and the th- those howitzers and stuff from uh from from the air and and elsewhere but um that seems to be the, the the tactic of them right now. Is that okay? You're going to take Donbass? Well, we're going to turn Donbass into a, a continual, ongoing um, conflict zone. Basically, uh, from a distance, out, there'll be no. We're not going to try and retake it now, but we're going to regularly bombard it, including the civilian, mainly actually the civilian uh, civilian target, civilian populations in Donbas. Uh, that's that's the kind of war they're they're waging. It's bizarre because, like, I mean, for the whole time, for the whole period of this of this war, you know. Uh, the western media and governments have accused russia of targeting you know they made much of them mm. targeting civilians killing uh, ukrainian civilians that it's this evil war evil barbaric war against the civilians of ukraine etc etc when in fact it was you know it was obviously the opposite that russia was doing um, taking going to significant lengths to avoid civilian or to minimize civilian casualties in uh, to date over the past 100 days but you see that whenever the you know, whenever the the West basically, because this is a, a a proxy war by the U.S. against Russia and its and its Western allies, when they start to basically lose, when Russia starts to you know make make significant gains and, and achieve its, its 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 first objectives, which, and its first objective was uh, the taking taking Donbas, then they turn around and just start shelling yeah. Donbass from uh, indiscriminately and killing civilians. Yeah, the, the that so that seems crazy. to me the the
1: tactic as they retreat, they're lobbing. More yeah. and more further into well, civilian. Well, areas.
0: they're not even long They're not even. Yeah, they're, they're being pushed out as they're being pushed out of of their various uh, towns and cities. They're being from a, from a further from a distance further yeah. away with the capability that the US and France and other countries are providing with providing them with, i.e., longer range artillery. They're just firing them into those areas that 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 uh, that, that have been taken from Ukraine. Like yeah. it's almost like, well, if we don't have it, since we don't have it anymore, since Russia has taken it, we're just going to try. We're just going to. Wipe it out in a certain sense, or we're going to yeah. blitz it.
1: You know, the, their lines in the rear seem to be like their cycle lines because there's reports that they're also shooting at any of their own forces trying to retreat. Mm. Um, so they keep them up there, and then they fire. Of course, into the there was the barrage of shelling took place on the 13th. Um, it it seems to be the most intensive, unless sure you it, did, it didn't kill as many people as say single recent attacks like the one in Donetsk city center earlier Mm -hmm. this spring. That killed like 20 some people. Right, But, the the scale of it was huge. Um, Ava Bartlett did a report on it, um, on this attack on the 13th. Um, I, I think I I read somewhere, I don't know what, what criteria they're saying, but it was the most intensive bombing in Donetsk city center Mm -hmm. yet to Mm -hmm. date and all the way back to 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's
0: cuz only because of the capability that they have effectively you know um, and again it's a, it's a longer that's range capability fair to them yeah you're talking about it's it you know the rush the ukrainian the, the 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 forces the donbas forces and the and the russian military um in those areas in Donbass don't have those longer range uh artillery pieces basically uh because you know Ukraine didn't have them before, so they weren't necessary. You know mm. what I mean? You basically you only put in the kind of uh, material that you actually need Let's say um, uh, that, that's appropriate to to your objectives, right? Um, and and if it, and and what you have, right? But uh, definitely, the, the the Ukrainians have been calling for quite a long time, for a number of weeks, for longer range mm. artillery. And the, they are and getting. That's what they've they been getting. Them. They have and they've been using that. Uh, in a way that, um, it, it, to, to an effect that wasn't possible before, uh, because they didn't have that longer artillery. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. They didn't have it in such quantities. And, and these are
1: modern guns. They, they're not just indiscriminate. You can target, they have been targeting hospitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that's what Bartlett's report, want to listen to it? It's just mm-hmm. three minutes, mm-hmm. so it's from this week, but it's about the barrage on the 13th.
4: On June 13th, Ukraine unleashed a torrent of bombing all over Donetsk, killing six civilians, including one child, and injuring tens more. The Ukrainian shelling began in the morning, resumed in the afternoon, and continued heavily for another two hours in the evening. A deafening series of blasts throughout the city, terrorizing residents, targeting apartment buildings, civilian infrastructure, industrial buildings, a gas station, hospitals, schools, and a kindergarten. Locals say this was some of the heaviest bombing of Donetsk since 2014. The DPR's Ministry of Foreign Affairs reported such an unprecedented in terms of power, density, and duration of fire, raid on the DPR capital was not recorded during the entire period of the armed conflict. One of the hospitals targeted was a busy maternity hospital with dozens of patients inside. Thankfully, the woman had taken shelter in the basement earlier when the shelling had started. So none of the women were killed, as they might have been if they had been in the delivery, gynecology, or other top floor departments. That's the roof of the maternity hospital. So now we always hear these Western reports and claims about uh, Russian airstrikes on hospitals, which turn out to be fabrications and hoaxes. But this is an actual shell fired by Ukrainian forces that came through that gaping hole in the roof you can see over here. One of the very few corporate media mentions of the bombings distorts public opinion with its headline, Russian-backed separatists say. The Guardian, one day after the bombings, had the audacity to report a mere several Ukrainian strikes in the city, underreporting also the deaths and not at all mentioning the strike on the maternity hospital. Outrageously, some media even claimed on June 13th the bombings were conducted by Russia. Keep in mind, this is the same Western corporate owned media that shrieked for weeks in March that Russia had bombed a maternity hospital in Mariupol, killing three. The reality emerged that Ukrainian Nazi Azov forces had expelled the hospital staff in late February, so prior to the alleged strike had militarized the hospital and staged a hoax including setting off explosives to incriminate Russia. One of the unwilling stars of the propaganda, a young woman named Mariana, later spoke out that there was no airstrike and that she and other women were filmed without warning by journalists journalist dressed in military uniform and wearing a helmet. Just as Western media's lack of reporting on Ukraine's bombing was to be expected, so too was the UN's weak-worded condemnation, with the spokesman for the Secretary General calling it extremely troubling. Conversely, at the time of the Mariupol, hospital attack hoax UN secretary general emphatically tweeted today's attack on a hospital in Mariupol Ukraine is horrific even now days after Ukraine's intense bombardment of Donetsk and targeting of the maternity hospital western media and politicians remain silent the suffering and deaths of the people of Donetsk doesn't fit the western narrative so they misreport it or simply don't report it at all enabling Ukraine to continue to commit war crimes
0: yeah that's pretty much it, um, and like I said, it's um, this. It, it, it's the worst. They're, they're reporting that it's the worst bombing of Donetsk in, in over the last eight years since yeah. it started in yeah. 2014, and that's only possible because of the supply of Western uh, equipment to the Ukrainian military. Yeah. So this is basically all the stuff
1: they're gloating about. The recent arrivals right. is now doing this.
0: Um, so this is the, the fault that that's basically the West. That's basically Russia. Uh, sorry, uh, the U.S. and France and the, and the British and the Germans are directly directly killing civilians, civilians in Donetsk. Yeah. Hospitals, surprise, surprise. Clearly. Well, they killed one and a half million Iraqis, so yeah. There's no big the, deal. The,
1: the one yesterday, yeah. there was a barrage yesterday that may turn out to be worse. Um, and as people probably know Patrick Lancaster, check it out. His report that's up today he thinks it was heavier than last, last week's. So this looks like the new pattern. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. It's, it's that's so, that's so what sick. they're saying.
0: And, the, and they're planning to do it uh, throughout the summer, uh, ongoing, and that's why they're talking now about it lasting years and that kind of thing because, from their perspective, Russia isn't going to, their new strategy is, Russia isn't going to be allowed to uh, advance further and take. You know more of Ukrainian territory, uh, as is, as has been their plan. Like we were talking previously, uh, in other shows about it being basically along the Dnieper River and across the bottom of Ukraine, like taking up, I say, a third of the country. Let's say, says outside west, further west of uh, of Donetsk, that they're not they're going to stop them from doing that by bogging them down, effectively mm. in defending Donetsk under uh, serious bombardment by. by by the West, effectively. There's a report today in Russian media
1: that they hit last night with caliber missiles, the command center in the center of the country. So that's probably the Mm -hmm. command center for this, Mm -hmm. for these attacks on Mm -hmm. the Eastern Front Mm -hmm. in Denitro Petrovsk, you know, the capital Mm -hmm. on on the river. Mm -hmm. They say, they guesstimate 50 generals and other officers killed Mm -hmm. last night Mm -hmm. in targeted strikes from Mm -hmm. Russia. So that's, you know that's their answer i suppose Mm -hmm. they will try to limit or stop what they're doing yeah um but in the meantime they're making serious headway like it's like this this pincer movement it's turning into a serious cauldron. like there's so many videos last week of um yuki's either fleeing or being killed um and they're starting. To, you notice they're starting to report more about their, their casualties. You know, a hundred a day. I think the official Kiev two, position, or two hundred a day. They're day. losing. Um, so a little bit of more truthiness from Kiev on their losses. Um, also, last week, two Americans were captured. Uh, that made some news, obviously, because they were captured and they were immediately interviewed on RT and others. Um, but there's other stuff going on as well that is not. I've seen some gruesome footage of. You can hear their by their accents, they're American. Seriously wounded people being raced out in vehicles from the front line. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor about the two that in question that in the video what I saw is that they made it back to an airbase, possibly in Germany. Mm-hmm. So they survived, but it's um, it's really well. It's what was always going to happen. This build up and downbas. It's now getting hot, and the Russians are are cleaning up, mm-hmm. at least in those two regions. Uh, th- it's sh- surely that they're going to have to, I mean, yeah, they're going to have to go further. Who? The Russians. Yeah. If they're facing like, if all you do is move the front line from one point and just shift it westward, mm-hmm. you still have, you know, the remainder who are willing to
0: keep shelling in mm-hmm. on the Donbass. <coughs> yep. That 's the plan, yeah so uh yeah,
1: on the mercenaries, Russia' has published its stats um, on how many foreign mercenaries are in the armed forces of ukraine it's it's interesting because um, it's it suggests that the Kiev and NATO numbers are inflated by a factor of ten they're overselling it by ten, so they give a breakdown. Um, In total, they have a very precise number. 6,956 foreign citizens from 64 nations have arrived in Ukraine as of two days ago, June 17th. Almost 2,000 of those have been killed and 1,700 have left the country Mm -hmm. since then. Um, And then they have precise figures for each country. So just for example, the UK... um, Yeah... Okay, they don't have a precise figure for UK, but it's like between three and four hundred. Whereas Sky News, as of yesterday, is still gloating that there are three thousand, ten times that number of British alone in Ukraine, like
0: well away from the front
1: lines. Well away, it, it's just it's like another it's just another useless lie, apparently. But it's probably another one to what increase morale, maintain morale, you know, yeah, and encourage, I suppose, more to come.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, most of those people are, are actual active military um, personnel, you know, active British and American and French military personnel who are actively involved in coordinating the Ukrainian war effort. You know what I mean? They're not actually... They're the ones you see who are, who are captured and stuff, the have a go heroes and stuff, they're not actually part of any... You know, they're going on their own, on their own kind of, like, uh, initiative. Um, but the numbers that they give, and Yeah, there are probably thousands of, of NATO member country's personnel, military personnel in the country, but they're coordinating the movements of Ukrainian military. They're not actually engaged in the, in the fighting themselves. Well, the, the two Americans who were
1: captured, it's interesting, because they yeah. said they just arrived. Yeah, um, They were sent to cover a retreat, mm. but they got captured, mm-hmm. overrun and captured. Um, but one of them was active duty until March. Mm-hmm. I don't think he went in his own steam. Yeah. He said, this is the, um, the guy with the Vietnamese surname, Um. He's his uh, the story they're putting out for him is he got engaged just before he headed to Ukraine in March. That sounds like a guy who expected to come home. And there's a rumor that he he was a specialist based on Okinawa. Um, he's not a combat, he's not usually supposed to be in combat, you know, he's like an
0: Mm -hmm. operator of some kind. Mm -hmm. Chemical, Uh, he's probably a chemical chemical warfare specialist or something like that. But I think you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I don't think they're not putting any great. There's not detachments or battalions of right. NATO member uh, personnel actually act, actively involved because, I mean, that would be way too much. I mean, the Russians would obviously end up killing a large number or capturing a large number yeah. of them and there would be clearly active duty uh Personnel, and that would just be too much for a propaganda coup for Russia. So yeah. the West isn't going to do that. So these guys, most of these guys who are being being captured, and there's only a few, a handful, that uh, have a go heroes. Like one of them, the beardy guy who was caught along with yeah. that uh, other guy. He apparently his mom was interviewed by CNN or something. He she said that he uh, he he went because he believed that uh, if Russia wasn't stopping Ukraine, it would eventually come to America. Right. So that's the kind of level of ignorance that you that you have um, amongst those kind of people that are just people who are just completely. You know, yeah. uh, inured in the propaganda, they're just—they're not very intelligent people, basically. You know, but
1: he's—and n- he's now telling RT, "Well, since I've been captured, I learned there's two sides to the story." Right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he's going to say that. Okay. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the other two—two Eng- two English guys who have been sentenced to death, actually in Donbass, they're very uh, contrite. You know, uh, and they've—they've uh, seen the light, and oh, I didn't realize, and I was lied to. Uh,
1: <laughs> It'll be interesting if they well, are—if that sentence is carried, or if yeah. they're bargained.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um another major news, uh, Joe Biden fell off a bike. What's your take on that, Bo? It, uh, well, it's... But Bo's American, so yeah. he's, he's
2: well-positioned to give us a lowdown on this. Is well, it? before the even the fact that he fell off his bike, which I think most people know about by now, because yeah. it's spread like wildfire, just the fact that they decided to set up this like sort of photo op
0: of... Right, where he cycles 100 yards.
2: yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, Joey got a new bike for Christmas. Like right. a ten year old, let's take him out and show him off. Yeah. And uh and then everyone can see that he's like a, a living, breathing human, not uh, you know, just a a figurehead right. uh, but then he goes and uh tries Falls to get off. off his bike and just stumbles to the ground and yeah. uh all their efforts were foiled, which was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't go quite
0: as they planned, yeah. No. Uh yeah, it's amazing just Doing you know, browsing the news yesterday, whatever it was, it was like fairly high up in the BBC and CNN. You know, Joe Biden falls off bike. Do you like want to, old man falls off bike? Does That's, anyone want to watch it? Well, I don't know. Yeah, is there? Where's yeah. that? Where's that one? Or, there, there's better ones though.
2: There's a good one that has shows Kamala Harris with a screwdriver sticking it into the the spokes <laughs> of the.
0: I don't think I have that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's not. I mean, I don't know. Is it? Uh, yeah. This is
1: just straight up footage. Hi, everybody. Hello, c- hello, fellow citizens. Here I am. Oh, Whoa. See, I'm like you. I fall down too. Oh, were you saying that he had like clip-on shoes on his pedal? Yeah. That
2: yeah. was... Yeah. So he stopped and... Uh, yeah. That was not he, a good idea. He was like going to the side to try and put his foot down and he could get it out of the, the, the shoe pedal thingy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is funny uh yeah th- people are saying that you know it's just a good uh, it's a good image for um oh you know it's uh, this that this is the like this picture um of 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 the fall is uh you know defining really it's it's a good picture that you know, sums up where where america's at under Joe Biden. <laughs>
2: well yeah, in even more ridiculously there is an atlantic uh, headline from today called the heroism of biden's bike fall ah.
1: i think that's, that's i like? think that's goofed is, is
2: I, it, searched,
1: I searched i for the headline uh somebody has it's a bit like the old guardian meme generator you could generate any headline for the guardian mm-hmm. as absurd as you want um and they sued actually to have that website shut down there's something similar for the atlantic so someone generated that headline, but it is exactly the kind of thing you're going to yeah,
2: see. Yeah, commentary on it. Yeah, it could be totally real and or totally fake in either way. You feel like, yeah, that's something the Atlantic would do.
5: Uh, looking at his shoes, there, he's not wearing like biker clip-on shoes, he's right? No, no, it's the, it the might have been like the pedals. The thing you thing put on your the pedal, foot, you put your front foot. Into, oh, right, yeah. it captures the, the no, not
0: clip-on. Yeah, it's just that. Like you a, know the ones with, that hold the front of your foot. You put you slide your foot into them. They're pedals with a little cage for the front of your foot. Yeah. Uh, And uh, so he just wasn't able to um, Uh, pull out in
1: time.
2: Couldn't finagle his little feetsies out of that thing.
1: Yeah, Poor guy. There's a a video of him, like, this week, running to the Air Force One chopper across the White House lawn. He's uh, he's like, waves goodbye, and then he starts to just jog, you know. (laughs) It's still really slow. It's slower than people walk, you know. But... uh, yeah, he's, 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 uh, there's a serious news about the Bidens though this week. Um, you know, this was so out there that when it was first published, we decided not to publish it because we thought, oh, this is gonna, it's unverifiable. Who knows? It was like one of those, like the National Conservative blog, even there wasn't a big news website. It was, I think it was that Raheem guy's blog. He first mentioned it two years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year, uh, the FBI raided O'Keefe's Veritas, Project Veritas because he came come in possession of Joe Biden's daughter's diary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's now been verified this last week. It's no longer a rumor because the British Daily Mail had a leak to them, and they went public with some of his contents. Um, Pretty awful. So it, that's her diary. We know that's her... Well, We know that's her diary because Joe Biden's FBI and Department of Justice did raids on O'Keefe and on the woman who's now outed by them, oops, as having found it when she was staying at a halfway house after recovering from rehab for drug addiction problems, like her brother, right? Um, This woman is now outed. She's like in Florida or something, Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, They've since arrested her. I don't know if she's currently under arrest, but... I don't know. Tucker Carlson did a full monologue on it like last night or two nights ago. It was, like twenty minutes on the diary. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's bad. It's really bad. Basically, she's like, she herself didn't say, "Daddy molested me," but she said, matter of factly, "I'm wondering, like now, kind of like in hindsight, if the showers I had with Dad when I was a little girl probably weren't appropriate."
2: This is this is who Biden's. His
0: daughter. Biden's daughter. Biden's daughter. Yeah,
2: yeah and she's because uh, she's dealing with a lot of like issues related to sexuality and like uh, sex addiction, prom- promiscuity, uh, mm-hmm. and everything. And mm-hmm. so that's the context of. It's funny,
0: Biden like produces two children like that, do you know what I mean? One hunter. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, he produced more, but um, those two, you know. Um, yeah, says a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Tells you a lot about who Biden is, probably.
1: Yeah. Both with severe drug addiction problems. Weird. Both with severe. Sex Addiction Problems, and (laughs) both. I mean, in both cases. It was was 2020. Yeah, two years ago, I got that right. 2020, when when it was first surfaced. Of course, they killed it, because 2020 was election year, right? Just like Hunter's laptop. And then two years later, the Daily Mail speaks up, and the Daily Mail has a relationship with the New York Post, or the New York Daily News, or something. I think it's co-owned. It's the same outlet. And that's the place where anything and everything on um, Epstein. Specifically Epstein and the relationship with Prince Andrew mm-hmm. was leaked. It always came to the Daily Mail. So th- I wonder if there's a bit of like, you know, background pressure being applied here as well on the Bidens and the president specifically. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well they didn't need to, but yeah, Biden was a die in the wall kind of, he was only too happy to, he was vice president for eight years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and a senator for how long? Three centuries? Yeah. He was very well aware of what uh, the job of POTUS was, which is,
2: yeah, ride a bike and fall off it. Yeah, just be a figurehead and right. take orders from, right. uh, from the people who really control things. He knows how it works, Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I suppose then it's controlled release because it's out there. It can be used. It, yeah. Uh, can it, though? In this day and age, like, we've seen it all now. The son of the present is, smokes a crack pipe. And has there's photos of him all over the web with hookers. He, he, Allegedly, he, some of the photos, <coughs> I don't know if anyone's seen them. Do they ever make it online? Some of the photos are, like, with him and his underage niece. I didn't see that. Right. Um, and other child porn issues
3: mm-hmm.
1: on that laptop, you know? Yeah. But life carries on.
2: Well, and he birthed a child with one of the strippers that he hooked up with.
0: That's a fact, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, nice family. Yeah. January 6th, interaction. Were you there, bro? <laughs> <We> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. You, you are possibly one of the interactionists. Uh, maybe the FBI want to talk to you uh, about that. They had some... Um, They had, we talked about last week because it was, I think it was started last week, the uh, hearings. Is that what it's called? The hearings? There were kind of hearings or something. uh, January 6th uh, inquiry. They
1: managed to (coughs) finagle a House Select Committee, committee. which is of like church fame, you know, back in the 70s, which Mm -hmm. was always a bombshell. They couldn't have a normal procedure Senate hearing because you'd have to have both parties present. So it was a Democrat controlled.
0: Yeah. Just to you know, not to actually talk about what happened, but to Re- talk about restate the narrative about what happened. Yeah, and that it was you know it was an attack on our democracy and insurrection. It was an attempted uh, they were going to wage a full ground war in America. It was an attempt to overthrow mm. the government. Well, it was an attempt. It was a coup, basically. Blah blah blah. Which there's is a specific target
1: yeah. here. They want to die Trump again.
0: Yeah, Mm-mm. so that he cannot run so in 2024. Run, yeah. yeah, but so the and, and the real story behind it, it obviously is not. Um, isn't discussed is in terms of how it actually happened what was actually going on it wasn't obviously an interaction there was no planned kind of like takeover of the of of the of the government of the country or whatever it's just a bunch of people uh, who ended up getting into the um who
2: were let in by the capital police
0: yes sorry let in um so but, but and and there's been very little on that except Ted Cruz actually, I don't know if this was actually at the hearings, but it was sometime recently. Ted Cruz, uh, at some kind of hearing, whatever, uh, asked qu- some pertinent questions from the FBI, and their answers are, are really interesting. Uh, have a listen. I
6: want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th?
4: Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. uh, Did any
6: FBI agents or confidential informants informants actively actively participate in the events of January 6th, 6th, yes or no?
4: Sir, I can't can't answer that.
6: Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? 6th?
4: I can't answer that, sir.
6: Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? January 6th. Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him.
3: <laughs> Except well, it's all over the web. There world. Are a lot of
6: people who are understandably very, who are concerned are very concerned about Mr. Epps. About Right. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, Tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Miss Sandburn was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. <laughs> the next day. Next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades?
4: Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that.
0: She can't say no to any of those questions, right? <laughs> can't say no categorically, which means... Because she incriminates herself in any future. Perjury. Huh? Perjury. But if the answer is no, then she won't incriminate herself.
1: Well, no, it, it, if she says no... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the and
0: answer it, is no. If the truth is no... Yeah, exactly. Then she won't perjure herself. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why so I didn't say that. That's, that's guilty, then that's... To any rational person, yeah. all of the answers to those questions are yes. To Ted Cruz's questions are yes, or, or the, in the affirmative, yes. Yes, uh, FBI agents engaged in uh, encouragement or incitement to violence. They engaged in acts of violence, um, and they didn't know who Ray Epps was, and he was probably an FBI informant, and he was there to engage in and c- encourage the crowd or try and get the crowd to get into the, into the Capitol building. So it was all basically, uh, and it was an FBI terror plot without the terrorism, it was an FBI insurrection plot uh, and designed specifically to, at the last gasp, to uh, kind of, you know, seal the deal on Trump uh, as this kind of uh, would-be dictator or whatever, you know. And uh, I'm, frequently I, re- I'm, I remember what he called him, Chuck Schumer talking about it. It's but it's probably like the only time that I've ever heard, there's probably other examples from history or whatever, but in recent years and in this context, anyways, it's the only time I've heard anybody... In the know, actually admit what everybody should know at this stage, which is that Biden or whoever's in the, in the White House, with the exception of Trump, and I can explain that in a minute, but uh, Biden and all other presidents, at least since probably since um, JFK, have been figureheads and have not run the country. That that there's people behind the scenes who have run, run the country. And this is Chuck Schumer uh, back in 2000. I don't know sixteen was it. 2016, yeah, yeah, uh, three or 2017, maybe. Um, talking about Trump, he was responding here on was it the Rachel Maddow show or something or MSNBC anyway. Uh, yeah, Rachel Maddow show, talking, answering her question about or answering the the to to the the point that Trump had decided to cancel his intelligence right from the get go, cancel his intelligence briefings. Um, because he's just like he's no, I don't need any information from those people. And obviously, it's not that he didn't need it. It's he had obviously at that point already got a read on the intelligence briefings that they were all very slanted, and basically were talking points for him. Or well, stuff for him just just read right. this, sir. Even if you don't agree with it, this is what's actually happening. This is what you need to say. And he decided fairly early on that he didn't want to just read from some stupid script. That they'd they already providing. sicked RussiaGate on him. Exactly. So he knew what was going on, right? So and Chuck Schumer to play out there. But he's, he's taking these shot this antagonism is taunting to the intelligence community
6: you you take on the intelligence community they have six ways from sunday at getting back at you so even for a practical supposedly hard-nosed businessman he's being really dumb to do this what do you think
1: the intelligence community would do if they were i don't know but
6: i from what i am told they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them
2: The intelligence,
0: intelligence community. community holds the power, therefore, is what he's basically saying. The mm-hmm. intelligence community has six ways from Sunday to get back at you. And in the ensuing years after that, so that was like 2017, maybe, or 2016, 17, uh, they, they showed the various different ways that they had to get back, the six ways from Sunday that they had to get back at them, which was to make up all sorts of smear campaigns and and mobilize the the, the establishment, the government, US government establishment, uh, the Washington establishment apparatus to, to attack him and smear him and hobble his entire presidency. And they had the ability to do that. They had the ability, effectively, to mostly neuter uh, a sitting president uh, in terms of his ability to do anything, do, do what he supposedly, whatever he supposedly thinks the president of the U.S. is able to do, which is to run the country, right, make all the decisions. He's the decider-in-chief, famously uh, quoted by uh, or (laughs) stated by uh, George W. Bush. He's the decider and he gets to decide things and he runs the country. Apparently not. If you don't do what the intelligence community, i.e. the Washington establishment, the deep state, wants you to do, then you're screwed. Uh, You have to. That's the bottom line. The POTUS is supposed to do what he is told, not what he wants to do. And Trump's big sin was to decide to try and go, okay, so it says I'm the commander-in-chief, I get my decisions. Okay, I make decisions. Yes? No, you're a Russian agent. You love Vladimir Putin. There were prostitutes peeing on you in beds in Moscow. Uh, you are trying to take over the country. You're uh, Hitler. You're an insurrectionist. Oh, look at all those people, all those white supremacists that you're leading, the Proud Boys. You're a racist. And uh, that's the end of your presidency. Thank you very much. Next, Joe Biden. Ah, fell off a bike. <laughs>
1: <coughs> that's a great recap of five years there. Yeah. There you go.
0: That's pretty much... I,
1: well, there was a specific need at the time as well. Um, I think it's touch and go whether or not any of the courts would have heard the election claims because, you know, 25 some states in the end petitioned to have uh, recounts and or hearings into claims of fraud which would have forced, you know, discovery, evidence would have been brought forward. But uh, all courts shut down in that period. COVID was very useful, yeah. uh, COVID was useful, but this put a massive cloud over. Now, at this point, having done January sixth, you can go to any Supreme Court justice and say, you know, if you listen to this at all, if you give any kind of countenance to this at all, we're looking at civil war
3: mm-hmm. in this
0: country. Yeah, well that's so. what that was what they're told the three three or four Supreme Court justices who were deliberating over whether or not to hear the case for uh, to hear the evidence for uh, election rigging in, in twenty twenty. Um there was there's this hearsay anecdotal someone in, in, someone in the Justice Department in the heard them in a room and basically the, 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 the message was they were discussing whether or not to hear it and someone, the response from one of the justices, I can't remember his name, but one of them basically just drew the line under it and said listen, if you want to do this if we are to hear this case which suggests that it had some merit um, then we're looking at civil war. Do you want to be responsible for that? No? Okay. No case. There is no case. So we decide there's no case here because the outcome will be civil war. Now would it? I don't know. Was that were they believing in their own narrative, the narrative that had been given to them that it would cause a civil war if the election was overturned? Uh, I don't know. But I I don't think there were enough people, motivated people, Hillary supporters or anti Trumpers in America to actually mount any kind of a civil war. No. You might have had disturbances, you might have had riots. No, but you kinda, would have kinda, had
1: kinda, you would have had the the IC, the intelligence community.
0: Well, stoking it, Black Lives Matter, yeah. riots, that kind of thing. It would have been a bit yeah. It would have been.
1: They would have gone full color revolution.
0: Yeah, but it wouldn't have been. It probably would it, They they basically had no balls. Basically, I would have just you know, if I was a Supreme Court Justice, I said, right, Bo? If you were a Supreme Court Justice, you would have just went, you would have just taken that and said, "Listen, we'll work it out. Martial law, whatever needed for a few well, weeks. W- we'll shut it down, and then we'll get on with things. You know, it'd See be it'd few, be a flash uh, in the pan.
2: Build, think, Buildings burned down. Yeah."
0: Yeah, if in, a few in buildings burnt down, a few cities, cities. You know, put the police in, whatever. You have uh, maybe a couple of months or something, but it'll run its course, as everything does. It's not going to be the end of the country, right?
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, but I wonder if they're starting to have regrets after what happened the last few weeks.
2: Well, mm. that was their out. The Supreme Court said, "They say, oh, it's going to be a civil war. Okay, then we won't touch it." Right? Uh, they, see, they gave us a good they're excuse. Scared.
0: And obviously they were getting that from, the Supreme Court justices were getting that from the intelligence community. Those six ways from Sunday's boys, mm. they're, yep. they're the ones who are, are putting the fear of God in them, basically.
1: Look what's happened since over this um, uh, abortion issue in mm-hmm. the States. The, Biden himself has tacitly encouraged, along with other gu- Democrat leaders, people to go protest at their homes. Someone leaked where they live. There's been death threats against them. Yep. That's why I wonder, like, are they starting to regret? Because like, even when they gave everything, for the service of the greater good, you know? Mm-hmm. Two years later, they're like locked in their homes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kavanaugh death threats. They had the, ass- the assassin or death threat against Kavanaugh. Yeah. And uh, like nobody in the media covered that at all. Right. And imagine if, uh, you know, the script had slipped a little, mm-hmm. what the media would have done. Uh, one of our beloved, you know, uh, liberal people is getting attacked, uh, yeah. assassinated. It'd be all over the news.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh this week also in, uh, Fed increased interest rates by 075 percent I think that brings it up to 1.5%. Uh that's just overall the general lending between financial institutions interest rate rate which puts up their the cost of basically borrowing and exchange lending etc uh between you know banking institutions financial institutions etc but that then is you know it follows on to to uh Interest rates on the housing market, for example, um, uh, mortgage interest rates are something like I think like seven, eight percent now, or something like that in the US. Um, so it seems that there's a there's an economic food bar coming in that respect. How long it'll take, we don't know, but definitely the housing market is pretty. Um, is pretty pretty wobbly in in the US and in and in in Europe, you know. But particularly in the US, it's pretty bad. I mean, those interest rates have been kept artificially low, and it's at the point where they can can no longer keep them uh, artificially low. So they've had to to increase them as a result of inflation, which is a result of well, what's inflation caused by? Putin. Putin did it all right. Putin's caused inflation. Nothing to do with COVID. Two years locking down the entire economy of the of the globe. Uh, and then having a war. And um, printing money. And printing money like there's no tomorrow uh, with nothing to back it up. Um, but it's all Putin's fault, supposedly. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think there could be a kind of housing housing issue, uh, a housing bubble similar, not exactly the same, but similar to 2008, basically, where because those interest rates on, on mortgages, because the Fed sets the interest rate and because they've kept them artificially low, uh, the interest rates on mortgages have been very low, which means that uh, over the past few years, um A lot of people are buying houses that they can 't really afford uh, that causes a, so a lot more purchase of buying up of houses means a, a t- increased demand which means house prices go higher so people end up buying houses that are overpriced basically um, and eventually leads to a, to a kind of a a, re- a readjustment when those people can 't you know some of them default in their mortgages all that kind of stuff uh, People sell their houses up themselves going bankrupt. Then house prices collapse again because there's a, there's a dumping of houses onto the market, which means there's no, no longer a supply uh, problem. Uh, there's oversupply, which means house prices collapse. Everybody's still no, holding onto their house that they bought in inflated prices. Their houses are now worth a lot less than they were before. And they kind of go bankrupt. Or, and, of course, big big investment corporations and stuff, uh, what do you call those two those two groups that we, we talk about now and again? BlackRock, uh, BlackRock Vanguard. and Vanguard. Mm. Groups like that are buying up. Uh, buying into the property market all the time and they can have a big influence on the property market by basically either buying large m- a large amount of property or dumping a large amount of property to, to mess with the price and stuff. So that's one thing I think that's definitely, it's going to be part of the upcoming in the near future and we're not going to give an exact date or whatever but or time frame, but in the near future, uh, some kind of an economic uh, crunch let's say. Um, Check out what them
1: the head of J.P. Morgan said this week, Jamie Dimon. um, I just sent it to Scotty. I mean, we used to be like, what, catastrophists. This is the head of J.P. Morgan, Mm. NBC, last week. Jamie Dimon says, brace yourself for an economic hurricane
0: Mm -hmm. caused by the Fed and Ukraine war. Um, Quantitative tightening, two main causes. Quantitative tightening, i.e. standing back on the money printing, which they've been going going out like crazy for quite a long time so it's be- scheduled to begin this month
1: and the other one the rising cost of community, commodities food Ni- and fuel n- yeah
0: and 95 boy- billion a month in reduced bond holdings well the other large factor worrying them is Ukraine the war and impact on commodities including food and fuel oil could hit 150 175 a barrel <clears throat> you better brace yourself
1: scroll down to the, the first few paragraphs um Diamond says he's prepping the biggest U.S. bank for an economic hurricane on the horizon and advised investors to do the same. You know, I said the storm clouds, but I'm going to change it. It's a hurricane. <laughs> uh, you'd better brace yourself. J.P. Morgan is bracing ourselves. And we're going to be very conservative with our balance sheet. Yeah, I don't think, you know, <laughs> retooling your balance sheet is going to help much um, but that does beg the question, what do they have on those balance sheets now after 2008? Because they all got caught with their pants down with Can't, subprime well, but
0: similar, similar in terms of subprime. They have a lot of subprime mortgages on there. Or, or it's more like, yeah, the subprime mortgage, mortgages, um, not necessarily that they've been trading them because I think they learned that lesson at least to some extent in 2008. But they've been selling. The house housing market, like I just said, is um, because of interest rates being low, it's been booming. People have been buying houses, like there's no tomorrow, beyond their means, basically, because interest rates are low, right? They've been able to buy them, uh, and but now the interest rates are going up. Right, so the Fed is putting interest rates up, and it means your monthly payments on that mortgage are beyond your ability to meet them. You go bankrupt, you dump your house back in the market, uh, and then suddenly it, it, the whole thing turns around, you know, uh, and you have a kind of crash, basically. And it's just going to be part of a crash, I think, because, like he said, um, there's going to be a there's going to be com- commodity issues, you know, food. Um, Supply chain issues, energy issues, the price of energy, the price of gas, the price of diesel, the price of petrol, the price of, um, yeah, those three. And electricity, obviously. So, yeah, it all seems to be gearing up towards something pretty nasty in the near future. And I think we'll just have to get through this this summer. It's going to be kind of fairly, you know, it'll, it'll build steam over the summer and then into the winter you're going to be seeing some pretty pretty nasty things. So people need
2: to... I mean, if you see 10,000 cattle die again... Uh, like they just did a couple more of those. Like, uh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's, it's well, was there any follow-up
1: on that? They said, oh, the heat.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, well, so there's a number of like farmers or people from that area that were uh, you know interviewed and talked to. And like some of them actually believe that there was some foul play involved, that it maybe it was poisoning, uh, something like that. And then there's a lot of farmers that say, well, and I think it might be more correct to say that there's some extreme weather uh, it was led to this, where like the, normally, like the, at night, the temperature goes down to the point where these cattle can cool down, and it didn't do that. In fact, the temperature spiked, which is abnormal at night, mm. um, even in uh, the middle of summer. And uh, so, all these cattle just kind of drop dead from the heat. And uh, if that happens a few more times, you know, uh, price of meat, that kind of price of beef. I mean, uh,
1: so it could have been. A natural event, but it's something else to compound f- food supply issues.
2: Yeah, right. natural and – well, not, maybe not so natural. An unnatural weather event instead, right. of, instead of like a foul yeah. play caused by humans or something like that.
1: Yeah, and but it's amazing how suspicious people are about it. Mm-hmm. Like all over Twitter, it's like really another issue because check – check out this latest one. This is a report from USA Today, I think. I just sent it to you, Scott. Another major fire at a food processing plant. Yeah. Headline is um, D- Stevens Point Journal. I don't know where that is, but Wisconsin, Wisconsin, is it? Maybe your home state. Yeah. Uh, headline: Seventy firefighters battle blaze at Fester Foods frozen pizza plant in Portage County as Red Cross volunteers provide support. Um, th- the scale of this this plant—it's like provides like frozen pizza and other frozen goods. All over the country,
2: and, and there's been a number of these processing plants uh, that have that, that's happened to.
1: That's around a hundred since late twenty oh, wow. twenty one, a hundred, and I have a list. We'll um, flick through it here. This is from Zero Hedge, which got it from Gateway Pundit. What's interesting about this list, if you could find it, and it's embedded in here somewhere. I think it's about midway down. There they are numbered. One begins uh, late 2021. Okay, I suppose you have to start somewhere. Maybe how do you base your criteria? Are there, are there suspicions for all of them? I'm not sure. I think the commonality is that they're large food processing plants. And it goes down and down and down. And especially I noticed since March this year, there have been about 80. So there's a list of 94 here. There have been some some more since then. So it's around 100. But four fifths of them are just in the last three months
2: in the U.S. alone.
1: In the U.S. alone. Wow.
0: Yeah. Of course. It's, I mean, that's that that story, that idea of food food processing plants being uh, you know, burning down or going out of for whatever reason, shutting down and stuff is um, a lot of them burning down. Yeah, uh, or caught catching on fire. Uh, it's been around so much that I can't remember which mainstream media outlet actually did a segment on it to kind of debunk it and say, no, you know, there's like 36,000 food processing plants across the U.S. And every year or something like, you know, there's some incident that something like 5,000 of them or something like that. So it's not it's not something that's um, okay. a, a, an issue. Now, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's true. But the problem is from whatever causes, the whatever's causing those fires. I mean, if that's a high, it sounds like a high 5,000 or 36,000, that's like what, like 15 Fifteen percent, but fifteen percent of them every year have some incident, some mm. kind of that kind of shuts them down. Uh, that's pretty bad when you when you're having when all of the other conditions that are prevailing today are yeah. that are exacerbating it are yeah. or, or in, in 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 play. You know, everything's
1: tight as it is. Yeah, it's difficult. And one it's more thing just makes it. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, again, speaks to the lockdowns being insane. Right. We already lived in a tight system. So right. the stress that put on it was nice. And
2: it's also the, the context for why some people think that these cattle dying could be related to foul play because of the, yeah. the well, connection.
1: What it speaks to, like, we'd have to do a long analysis, right, to find out if that number of plants burning down or having other technical issues is normal. Okay, mm-hmm. so you'd need to find a background mm-hmm. figure. But I think what it speaks to, at the very least, is what that is on people's minds. Yeah, they yeah. notice them, and then they start to tabulate. They pay attention to it, like a video of the ten thousand cattle uh, goes up, and people, everyone's like up in arms because they already know in their minds it's
0: tight. Things are bad already, yeah. and
1: they don't want this to be making it any worse. Well, right? yeah, if you, it could just be a normal, regular, overall occurrence that yeah. kind of happens now and then. Mm-hmm. But it's, it speaks to people's fears. Right if you're now.
2: in the U.S. and you go to the store you go to, a, uh, you know, a Dollar General or some of these places and you look at how empty the shelves are and lots of them. And that's what a lot of people see. And they go there they're like, oh, like even me, like I go out and get something. It's not there. Whereas two, three years ago, it was always there. Mm-hmm. And, so
1: you notice that.
2: Oh, absolutely. E- even where I'm at. And that's not a big city. But you see people posting these shelves pictures yeah. on social media, uh, the, the, the shelves at, at their grocery store anywhere, especially big cities where they're just like completely mm. cleaned out and not, mm-hmm. not getting restocked.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that doesn't even get into like the whole baby formula shortage thing that people are kind of upset about because they stopped importing them from Europe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just that. It's like, what, what did I just send you there, Scotty? I think I sent you the cattle one, did I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we don't need to see the cat. Well, put it up there just just for... For reference, uh, that's just the video of the uh, that was on one ranch alone. Three thousand cattle, I think, in total in in that area was ten thousand cattle. uh Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But again, as things get worse and, and there's chaos around the planet and chaos in society and stuff, and the weather isn't cooperating. Basically, we were talking about this bull, like basically the possibility that it's that it's. I mean, when you cor- when when you have animals like that that aren't free to to, to look after themselves effectively, they've been brought up to in find in, shade in, in that environment. They're corralled in a certain area, whatever, and then the weather stops playing, playing ball, basically playing playing nicely, and, and you have extreme weather and very weird weather. I think in that case, you were saying that it was like there was reports that the weather actually, the temperature actually spiked in the middle of the night, and uh, from what it was during the day, had actually got hotter during the night. You start getting weird stuff like that. Yeah. It's just gonna. I mean, in that sense, you know, farm uh, um, cattle. Or, or animal raising It's very finely balanced. Yeah. You know what I mean? It needs very specific conditions. It's, it's set out in such a way that everything has to work in this particular order or, or something's going to go bad if something in, breaks. Way or other. in one way or another. But Those, um,
1: those cattle ranches there, where they have cities of cows, like in one place, well, if something goes wrong in that one area, the whole country is held mm-hmm. hostage mm-hmm. by the situation. It's, 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 and it's... Yeah. I've I've been reading about uh, a book about the end of Rome and something that the the guy hammers home over and over is the degree. It's it's hard for people to really, the only comparison they have is today. It's Rome, right? It's a thousand, two thousand years ago officially. Um, His point was simple though. The degree of specialization, like only a part of the pottery would be made here. And then it was shipped Mm -hmm. from Spain to Italy further production only a part of the weapons were made here and then it was shipped to gaul france today like they had they had the same kind of thing that was probably a, a factor in what made it so successful as a civilization but then also what compounded its end its demise you know because the degree of specialization is yes. um, is an awesome thing and but when it breaks it. It, it's
0: broken well when it breaks and also you don't mess with it and yeah. what they've done over the past few years, especially with COVID, they messed with it in a, yeah. a, in a very significant way. And they're continuing to mess with it now in terms of like the, 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 the food, the, 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 the literally the energy that keeps all of that going is, is gas and oil, fuel, f- fossil fuels, basically. And they've been talking over and over again about how, uh, obviously, over the past number of years in particular, uh, about how they have to get rid of that essential ingredient right. <coughs> that allows Western, the glorious Western civilization to keep functioning. Fossil fuels. It's built on fossil fuels. And you know what? We're just going to get rid of them all. Overnight almost, you know? <laughs> Within the next eight years. By 2030, yeah. boom, all gone. Really? I mean, that sounds like a plan. somebody has a conscious... and Any rational person would say, listen, if you do that, you're going to cause massive problems for the very fabric of Western civilization or global civilization because most of the globe is built on that now. And uh, w- why would you do that? I mean... In Best case scenario, you're gonna you're gonna cause uh, serious uh, food supply problems, and, and and you know in terms of and also in terms of people's just standard of living, you're gonna decrease people's standard of living. In a worst case scenario, scenario, you're going to probably cause the deaths of yeah. large lot and hundreds of millions of people. I'm talking about here. So, are we to assume that nobody's ever mentioned that to these people who are planning this?
2: Yeah, they know. I
0: mean, the they Russians know. are screaming it at them, huh?
2: They know they, they know look, that there is not enough wind and, uh, and sun? sun to, to, to replace to fossil food. They know are right? they
1: are they that psycho or do they are they so, is it more like hubris that they think they can control and manage uh, a controlled implosion and that you know people if they do it in the right way there'll still be enough of everything so that you don't get you know bread riots.
0: No, there is no way. That's what I am saying. There is no way anybody even, and people have said this that it's not possible even. Like I mean, you could see it's called bias, but, like, uh, spokespeople or people who are part of the, that, that fossil fuel industry have said, and particularly in Saudi Arabia, I think the Saudis said it recently, they, they cast serious doubt on the idea that you can turn over, get rid of fossil fuels. Now, you could say the Saudis have a lot mm-hmm. uh, invested in that <laughs> not happening, right? But other people who are a bit more, like, um, less could be can be accused of, of being so biased have said exactly the same thing, and it seems... I mean, you can do the numbers yourself, you know. I mean, none of us have done the numbers, but other people have done the numbers. And it's like, you just can't replace the energy produced by the burning of fossil fuels with the current uh, situation, uh, the current supply from uh, solar and wind. Especially, like we've said before, last year, the UK, uh, which gets about 11% or something of its electricity uh, every year from... Uh, solar, uh, or sorry, wind turbines had a shortfall last year and had to import some of its electricity because the wind didn't blow strong enough so I mean solar is one thing you can say well we can rely on the sun, general patterns of of, of, of sunshine being consistent although that's not necessarily true either but the wind really? How are you going to control the wind? How are you going to really? I mean I know they, they would say that, it, that there's a consistent amount of wind, there's traditional winds and all that kind of stuff but last year it didn't blow strong enough by the British government's own admission, it didn't blow strong enough and we had a significant shortfall in the amount of electricity that's supplied by our wind turbines. I mean, the Russians are, and again, you could accuse the Russians of being biased, but just throw that one up, Scotty, the Russians have been saying this repeatedly and this isn't the first time, but they've said it again. Uh, The Russian oil chief said the EU is committing energy suicide, um, shooting themselves in the foot by imposing restrictions on Russia. Europe is committing energy suicide by imposing sanctions on Russia. They, the EU states, lose their identity and competitive power to the US, which is interesting because the US seems to be behind this push to get Europe to uh, divest from Russian uh, energy supplies because Russia bad and because Ukraine. But the real reason being, we don't want Europe dependent, as we talked about repeatedly. The the Americans, the, the Washington deep state, the people who actually run America, have. Uh, for a long time had a serious problem with Europe being in any way dependent on Russian energy supplies. So anything that comes along or any, any moves they can make to weaken or reduce or destroy Europe's dependency on, uh, or U- Europe's reliance on, um, on on Russian energy supplies is good for America because the Americans think they can cash in by supplying all their oil and gas, mm-hmm. except Biden isn't, the Biden administration isn't allowing uh, or isn't isn't Following uh, or isn't pushing for an up uh, an increase in production yeah. of fossil fuels in America because they could we go- because in. we got a green the uh, whole economy. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Europe, you need to stop being reliant on Russian oil and gas, and you need to transfer your lands to us to America on our oil and gas. But we're not going to produce anymore. Does that sound okay to you? <laughs> All right, thanks. That sounds like a great fucking deal. <laughs> Let's go. Where do I sign for that? And that, the,
1: pr- yeah. And then there are things to help it along. I mentioned last week the Freeport incident. Freeport is the major LNG terminal from in the Gulf of Mexico. I got it wrong, actually. I said that about a third of the cargoes that leave Freeport, Louisiana, go to Europe. Since March, they refitted, they reprioritized cargo shipping. I've got an industry analysis that says 68% of American LNG that's shipped out of this major terminal, is the EU to right. make up for. Right. but. A small update, the plant has now announced it doesn't expect to resume full operations until late 2022. Right. When it happened, they said it'll be three weeks. And they were already like, oh, that's, that's going to produce several <clears throat> billion less in storage this winter for Europe. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about, like, months. Mm-hmm. There isn't going to be any, hardly any gas in storage in Europe this winter.
0: Yeah, they're already tapping into it. Right now, Europeans are, for the first time ever, tapping into... The reserves in the summer right the reserves that are meant to be there for, for, for winter just go back to that RT uh, article Scotty, because just on the, the Rosneft chief uh, he says third par- third part of down, th- he said also that sanctions have done away with the green transition as the EU leaders no longer need it for market manipulation since more blunt and radical approaches are being applied <laughs> the, the, the Russians just come out and say Obvious facts, yeah. screamingly obvious facts that this green transition that they've been talking about is completely another horseshit because mm-hmm. they've never intended it to, it, for it to, to, to actually follow it because, as we've just said, it's not possible. It doesn't work. You can't transition to green energy because you cannot replace oil and gas fossil fuels with solar and wind right now and the, the infrastructure that they have. And it would take a very long time if it was ever possible. To, to do that so they've never been serious about it and he says the green transition has just been done away with because they no longer need it for market manipulation the only reason they ever talked about green, green transition was for market manipulation nothing to do with saving the planet or stopping global warming and now they use more blunt and radical approaches which is uh, for, you know provoke Russia to do something about Ukraine in order to protect itself and then use Russia's invasion of Ukraine in order to force European countries to back away from uh, Russian oil and gas, to cut off Russian oil, basically stop paying for it. And then it's kind of like, more or less the way some of them have done it anyway is like saying, yeah, we're not going to pay you, Russia, because we're not allowed to, because America won't allow us to pay for your gas. But you better keep giving us gas. And then Russia says, no, if you don't pay us for the gas, we're not giving you any. And they say, see, we always knew Russia was going to use its gas for manipulation. They're just trying to manipulate us. And America says, see, this is what we've been talking about all the time. <laughs> we've been t- we, we knew Russia was going to do this. Like, I mean, we knew Russia wouldn't give you free gas. How evil is that? Imagine how evil it is not to give, it a, give somebody free stuff. In Biden's America, that is evil.
1: There's some schizophrenic, schizophrenic stuff at work as well. Like in the recent weeks, we reported that Finland just stopped paying for the gas that comes to a pipeline from yeah. Russia. So Russia went, okay, no gas. You you got to pay. And then Finnish and Western media went, oh, Russia cut off the gas to Finland. See, see, mm-hmm. right? Now they're buying LNG from Russia. Right. Which is more expensive. Yeah. Because the schizophrenic, because there's a real politics They're looking at their accounts and going, "We don't have enough. Winter's mm-hmm. coming. Okay, let's just buy it on the QT." But we're going to give Russia more money so that we don't give them money for the previous contract price. Yeah, we,
0: we had to look at our. We had to look at our balance sheets. We had to look at the at, at how much gas. We assume that like the the, the German or the in particularly Germany or Italy uh, or in the Baltic states, uh, they actually had their their finance ministers had to actually look at at, at, the, at the numbers because he didn't know that the, like some of the Baltic states get 100% of their gas from Russia. Yeah, we didn't know that. We had to check. Holy shit, we get 100% of our <laughs> gas from Russia. It's like, well, we're too late. We already fu- fucked off Russia. And then, Miko, and Miko, I was just
1: on Wikipedia. Did you know 100% yeah. of our gas? Yeah,
0: from yeah. From yeah. <laughs> Are we oh sure dear. we want to do this? No, we already did it. It's too late. Oh, it's done.
1: Okay, well, Slava, Ukraine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Glory to
1: Ukraine. Let's send them helmets.
0: And they're doing it off of Ukraine. Go to the uh, JPEG I just showed you, there, Scotty, or sent you, Scotty. Uh, this is Germany, um, German, who is it? Whatever, uh, Foreign, uh, Econom- Minister for Economic I Affairs. Nuts. He, they said they'll adopt emergency measures to ensure its energy needs are met after the drop in supply of Russian gas. Not the drop in supply of Russian gas, i.e., we cut it off. Yeah. We decided, we told them, don't want your gas no more. That's mm. called a drop in supply. Mm-mm. Uh, happens and the way they're going to replace it is increased use of coal. Coal being fossil fuel, the one thing that the green nut jobs I absolutely hate. needed to yeah. stop mm-hmm. production of, including in Germany at their you know the COP twenty six whatever in Glasgow mm. driving electric cars saying we need to cut out blaming China for its all its burning of coal and stuff, and yet now they unilaterally cut off Russian. Gas, which is relatively clean and are forced to start burning far more coal. To reduce gas consumption, less gas must be used to generate electricity. Coal-fired power plants will have to be used more instead. (laughs) Uh, In addition, an auction model for the sale of gas to manufacturers is to be launched in summer, intended to encourage industrial gas consumers to save gas, which is then to be stored. Coal-fired power plants that are currently only operating to a limited extent will soon be shut down or are in reserve, are to be used to supply energy. So we're not going to shut down uh, our coal-fired power plants. We're going to crank them back up again because what well, and why? Because Ukraine. To save Ukraine, is that what it's about? Bleeding hearts for Ukraine. That's really what it's about. If they're doing all of this to say to they're go- they're going to like impoverish <laughs> uh, the German people. They're going to force the German people to freeze, uh, to take a cold shower, and say, "Take that, Putin!" And all light because tea candles. And to light tea lights and stuff to keep warm, and all of it because they're so bleedy hardy about Ukraine, they're willing to possibly cause uh, mass social unrest in their country in order to save Ukraine. Is that, that's the narrative, right?
1: That's that's. And we're that's meant to the truth it? in post-truth world. Yeah, you're invited to believe it.
0: Invite, yeah, invited.
1: If these governments
2: I like how we, were people, but, if these governments were people, you'd put them, lock them up. Yeah.
0: What were you saying, Scotty?
5: I like how
2: they they talk about, you know, Germany. Oh, yeah, we're going to use coal?
5: Yeah. Well, you know who actually produces the most coal globally? China. China, Mm. 3.7 trillion tons. And uses it. And and they use a lot of it. And second after China is India at 761 billion tons. So China produces over five times more than India. And number three is the United States Mm -hmm. at 728 billion tons. (coughs) So, of course, yeah, of course, Germany will say, ah, oh, we'll just use coal because guess who's going to sell them coal or who says that they're going to sell them coal? Mm. The United Jesus. States of America, except they're in the shit, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they will be. So, yeah. And number four is Australia.
1: Very green and freeze. Yeah. And Australia is talking about limiting exports because they need it all as well.
0: Yeah. And I know people are encouraged to not – just throw up that one I just sent you, Scotty. I know people are encouraged to not listen to anything the Russians say because everything the Russians say is a lie. But um, this is Russia's vice premier and former energy minister, Alexander Novak, said on Friday that gas prices in the EU will remain high for several more years and warned of serious problems across Europe when the autumn-winter period starts. So there you go. So, But that's a lie. There's no evidence for that at all. Um, so, but we can look back at that later this year and see if it see if it comes true. But if it does come true, it'll be Russia's fault because they've deliberately prevented European people from getting access to heat because their government had the audacity, and the only reason that Russia stopped. European people from getting access to energy supplies is because European governments um, merely asked Russia to supply it for free which was a very reasonable request <laughs> and Russia's, Russia in its arrogance yeah. and aggression demanded payment and what are you to do in that situation you just say well I'm sorry I can't agree to your terms I want your gas for free or my people can starve.
1: But the real in the real world, they the are free. actually
0: buying. Of course. A lot.
1: Yeah. And 95% of red is, is being paid for in rubles.
0: Oil imports are up in Euro- European purchase of Russian oil. Are, I don't know what, by what percentage, but, but by a significant percentage, they've increased since the beginning of, of the yeah. Russian invasion of Ukraine. Even and yet, th- apparently, we're... Not buying it anymore. uh, So we are buying it, but uh, we're not buying it.
1: Is that last report correct then? Are we objectively lacking? Uh, I did a quick calculation by a third of what Europe needs to get through this winter. Mm -hmm. Is that objectively the case or is it still coming in but through convoluted means?
0: It's coming in through convoluted means, but those convoluted means are not very reliable. A pipeline directly to European, onto European land is reliable, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. Nord Stream 1, Mm -hmm. Nord Stream 2. But both of those effectively have. Nord Stream 2 never got off the ground. Well, it got off the ground, it just never got turned on, uh, which it was meant to last September. And Nord Stream 1 has been partially shut down uh, in terms of its supply to, to Germany uh, because Ukraine, because Zelensky.
1: Zelensky's a call for. They're 6 billion cubic meters short for their winter. Mm-hmm. So he, <coughs> Because they. Well, they told the world that Russia cut off the gas. That that's not what happened. They themselves stopped it. Right. And now they're short. So they put out demand for $6 billion they need from the USA in LNG for this winter. Right. Um, oh, they want it for free as well. They said, we'll pay you back in two years. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the, the White House was a bit surprised by that request. But, mm. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you. Um, here's another one. Different um, related sector – um, this is bloomberg last week us government is encouraging companies to break their own us government sanctions against buying russian <laughs> fertilizers us death, that's a headline that's that's a real
0: headline so quietly you have to do it quietly though <coughs> don't 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 say do that too it. loudly you know about uh, buy russian fertilizer don't say buy anything from russia loudly scroll Do down
1: uh, scroll down a bit it says the efforts i think it's second paragraph the effort is part of a complex and difficult negotiations underway involving the united nations to boost deliveries of fertilizer grain and other farm products from russia and ukraine fourth paragraph the eu and us have built exemptions into their restrictions on doing business with russia to allow trade in fertilizer Mm-hmm. Because Russia is a key global supplier, but many shippers, banks, and insurers have been staying away from the trade for fear that they could inadvertently fall mm-hmm. afoul of the rules. Yeah. Russian fertilizer exports are down 24 percent this year. U.S. officials, surprised by the extent of the caution, oops, are in the seemingly paradoxical position of looking for ways to boost them. This reminds me of COVID lockdowns. Yeah. There were reports in the British media when this, you know, first started that uh, the SAGE committee advisors and government ministers were a bit surprised by the extent to which people obeyed (laughs) the lockdown. And they went, you know, beyond what does the Fuhrer want? You know, you start to anticipate where he might punish me. So you go way beyond what, and it's the same on the market. Companies are going to go, well, I I need to make a quick decision on this upcoming contract. Is it going to cost me more in courts with the U.S.? Yeah, on right. my back, or will I just try and work something out quicker via yep. Indonesia? Now, yeah, yeah. I need it now. So they, they go, they go to Scarper. They just go, okay, we'll go way around Russia. And it goes ends up going beyond what the letter of the law is. But I think there's more to it than that. I think that's the Bloomberg covering up. The they, the, US, the U.S. has built-in exemptions from the restrictions. It sounds more like a climb down. Mm-hmm. Like they are actually going to different countries and companies and saying, yeah, the sanctions, we know it, but, you know, do keep buying them. You know? <laughs> we'll overlook. We'll overlook. We It'll won't sanction fine. you if you do it. It'll be you fine.
2: Mm-hmm. You really have mad. to think they're yeah. sitting around in the Kremlin just kind of belly laughing at some of this stuff. Well, they're
0: probably just, their jaws are just like it's on the floor. they like, they're the like fl- what yeah. are these people doing? Yeah. Like? Yeah. Their,
1: their trade balance this year is, it's, I think you have to go back 50 years. Or so, like the best times of the Soviet Union for this kind of, equivalent cash intake that they've had since March. Mm. Something like 300, 300 billion in US dollar equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what they make like in several san-
0: years. Those oh, sanctions are really working, eh? Just mm-hmm. throw up that Twitter Twitter link at sent you, Scotty. It's just, uh, just a picture. It just struck me like uh, <laughs> yeah. from the Telegraph. graph. Ew, <laughs> <laughs> Macron, you Macron no. finally, went to, uh, finally went to Ukraine this week to show some love. As you can see there, he's showing some love to Zelensky. But like, well, it's an interesting photograph because, and you can see the video of it where he does that and stuff, but it's like, it's, it's a strange picture, you know? Like, he's meeting Macron, he's giving him a hug, but Zelensky's more interested in the photo op. He's looking directly at the camera as Macron's trying to lick his ear.
1: <laughs> I mean... Zelensky <laughs> is the actor. Yeah. He knows where the camera is mm-hmm. and trains so.
0: I mean, if you did that, say say you, Beau, were Macron and that was your wife, that Zelensky was your wife, you know? Or no, rather, say that Macron was your wife. That's more appropriate anyway. Macron was your wife and you were Zelensky. Mm-hmm. And you
2: saw that picture. You'd be pissed, like.
0: Yeah. Or she'd be pissed at you,
2: sorry. Yeah, because you're like, you're not paying attention to her. Exactly, you yeah,
0: know. Yeah. Just come in for a, for a hug and like you're, you're just looking at somebody else. Yeah, he's you like,
2: like what, what, I don't exist? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> the photos, look at the headline that accompanies it. Moral superiority. Britain's moral superiority over Europe is becoming increasingly clear, yep. if we may say so ourselves.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Ah, uh, the Brits. Um Meanwhile, in the real world, hmm. put up this quote from Putin. Um Over the last couple of days, the annual St. Petersburg Economic Forum was held. Massive turnout, leaders from all over the world, business leaders, probably from the West as well, Putin always speaks to a crowded room. Um, And it's the first full speech he's given since the invasion, I think. This is just one little gem from it. After declaring victory in the Cold War, the United States proclaimed itself to be God's messenger on Earth without any obligations and only interests which were declared sacred. They seem to ignore the fact that in the past decades, new and powerful and increasingly assertive centers have been formed. Each of them develops its own political system and public institutions according to its own model of economic growth and naturally has the right to protect them and to secure national sovereignty.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's where it's going. That's the the brave new world we're going into, a multipolar world that Putin Mm -hmm. has talked about repeatedly. And, uh, you know, the West is desperately trying to stop it from happening and they're doing the it seems that they're doing the Samson option which is like if we can't have it the Israeli Samson option is if, 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 if we're not going to win then we're going to wreck the mm-hmm. wreck the game for everybody you know um, he used that phrase again golden billion you know who first said it
1: Vladimir Ilyich Lenin mm-hmm. in his critique of late stage imperialism mm. um, I think it's interesting that he,
0: the golden billion was the it golden refer billion
1: refers to the west yeah um Lording it over the other billions, right. um, obviously Putin is no Lenin. He's obviously criticised the hell out of him many other times in other respects. Mm-hmm. But still, the Rus- Ruskies do have this a vision of the world and this this sort of clear-eyed.
3: Yeah,
1: based it has a historical context to it. He said the golden billion still treats the other seven billion as second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. Um. He, he said that Russia will never return to aut- autarky and self-isolation. That's a reference to the Cold War. He says the Iron Curtain was nuts. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay open. So that whole spiel, like in recent months, of Western financial analysts, oh my God, globalization has ended. Mm. And the guy, the head of uh, BlackRock said it as well. That's the end of the year of globalization. I we're all going to just close in on ourselves. Globalization. The I rest e of the world's like, I you e can American do it. control. Yeah. You can do it. We're yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And th- that was a massive, econ- something like 50 billion in trade deals were done just in one day or mm. something like that. Mm. Um, on Ukraine, very very short statement, all the objectives of the special military operation will, will be unconditionally achieved.
0: Well, they, keep, they keep saying that, and obviously that's been the case from the very beginning, and they just ignore all the bullshit from the West and the Western media. Even, even when they come up with, you know, even when they engage in you know, trying to slaughter civilians in Donbass and stuff, you know, Russia's not happy about it, but they're not phased. They're just going to carry on. Um, and that's the way it's going to go, and everybody else can just wail and gnash their teeth all the way through it, and expend lots of pointlessly expend lots of energy on it uh, and then reality will assert itself um speaking of Len- lenin uh, or rather his old friend <laughs> uh, sorry uh, stalin i mean um st- this is y- yesterday in the uk there's a bunch of um uh food um food shortages or food uh, insecurity protests and this is just one group of them
3: Ho ho ho, chima!
0: Ho ho ho, Ho ho ho, chima! Ho ho ho, chima! Ho ho ho, chima! Ho ho ho, chima! Ho ho ho, Ho ho ho, Ho ho ho,
1: Ho ho ho, 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 Ho
0: Food, 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 like basically lack of socialism, lack of right. They want more communism, communism. Yeah. They want of, of more, the twentieth century. They want more free food.
1: Yeah, well, they're going to they're going to get it. They're going to get an iron curtain in the West. That's what's falling now. A self-imposed Western iron curtain.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, more international politics. Oh,
1: there's a lot more in Putin's speech.
0: Uh we can't go through it all.
1: Oh, does he explains stuff? He explains stuff
0: that people don't know in the West, like. Put it in the link in the description. Tell people read
1: it. People should read that. D- stuff. Did you know that thirty-eight percent? He's, this is what he said just. Thirty-eight percent of all dollars currently in existence were printed in the last two years. Uh-huh. And he said, "That's what causes your inflation." That's, That's the problem, right there. Right there. Not me. Yep. you did it.
0: Yeah, your government did it. Um, yep. This, well, this is only brief. Like, if you have some more from Putin or you think that are it's useful, that we can we can mention it. But uh, this uh, we go to China and it's. Um, talked to this before, we've prognosticated on this coming down the pipeline at some point, and it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's building pace, basically. Uh, analysts say China's leader Xi Jinping, Jinping has set the legal basis for an expansion of the Chinese military's role in other countries. With little published detail, Mr. Xi's government declared he had signed off on a new trial, out, on, on, on a new set on a set of new trial outlines that allowed for Chinese armed forces operations that were not war. Now, that's kind of mirroring more or less. I mean, it's not totally based on that, but it's, it's kind of mirroring the the language that the Russians used mm-hmm. for their special military operation. It was never declared as a war, and there has been no war declared in Ukraine. It's a special military operation, and this seems to be kind of in line with that, where the Chinese would uh, engage in some kind of an operation uh, Relating to Taiwan, mm-hmm. that no one should misconstrue as a war. <laughs> this is just a special military excursion uh, to an island uh, off the coast of China uh, where we're just going to see what's up. It's a holiday for the boys. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, so, yeah, that's Putin that's said the
1: uh, West to East will be overthrown in the near future. Interesting. Uh, that's interesting. Well, After he mentioned that five uh, years of as a Russia result. Gate.
0: Well, he said that he said that in, in the context of uh, the chaos that they're that they're engendering, basically as a result of their their you know their shutting off, cutting shutting off uh, of energy supplies from Russia, messing with the whole uh, global supply chain issue, supply supply uh, infrastructure, and uh, that will give rise to protests and a new populism. That would overthrow the existing leadership. You have a, uh, which is the way it would happen, basically. Yeah, I mean that's what's gonna that's what's gonna that's if the if, if the West is going to if there's gonna be a, a change in leadership from the current clique, it's going to be as a result of mass protests among the population, as a result of the things that those people in in power are actually doing right now.
1: Yeah. Um. d we? I've asked you before, but do you think Taiwan is this year, near future? Life? Possibly, yeah, towards the end of the year. That would be absolutely chaotic for everything. That, I mean, I, I don't know if it's China's ball to play. Do, do, do they wait for the U.S. to provoke them? No. Yeah? Well, why bother?
0: You don't have to. No, you just uh, do it on your own time frame. Same yeah. as Russia, basically. Although, it's, of course, it's, well, it, it's influenced by, by the machinations of the West or whatever, but um, there's not much they can do. They can't do the same kind of thing they did to Russia in Ukraine. Uh, they can't do that to, to China over Taiwan. You know what I mean? They have been arming Taiwan. They have been you know, sending in military advisors and all that kind of stuff over, over, over the past number of years um, and yeah, and arming them and all that kind of stuff, but... Maybe it could be something to do with it. it. Depends. The U.S. may decide to ship some some particular types of weapons or whatever, or you know, uh, air defense systems or something like that. That would uh, would speed things up. But I think the the Chinese have a have a kind of plan, a time frame. They're on a wait and see approach, but they're tending towards we got to do something about this because, and they're and they're observing Ukraine. They're observing exactly what the U.S. has done in Ukraine, um, were. When one country, uh, when Russia, for example, takes takes action, provoked by the U.S., then they see what the what the U.S. does. It basically tries to embroil you in a long-term war of attrition and bleed you and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like that's meant to be a deterrent. That's meant to be seen in theory as a deterrent to China. Like, don't do this and don't do mm-hmm. take any action in Taiwan because we would embroil you in this in this long. But Ukraine a is different. a massive country. It's a it's the massive biggest country in Europe. Taiwan's a relatively small island. It's a totally different ballgame. There's and nowhere the U- US
1: can fire from except you know. the ships, at yeah. which point they're inviting the right. ships to be sunk.
0: Right, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to engage in open war. Yeah, open it has water. to be proxy. It has to be proxy, and there's only so How? much proxy you can do in Taiwan. Yeah. So you it know? could
1: actually be a, a quick what? open and shut deal.
0: Yeah, for sure, yeah. Blink of an eye. Before the news cycle can get a handle on it, it'll be over. Um, so, yeah, I suppose the chaos I have in mind is... is uh, sanctions.
1: Sanctions, economic markets stuff. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the U.S. is rolling out this week just because it's, you know, why not, like, you know, just throw another straw on the camel's back type thing. The U.S. is uh, rolling out uh, COVID vaccines to little, to little kids, basically, to uh, up to, down to six, six months old from infants, toddlers and preschoolers. The it's only place, place in the world... Months. The only place in the world that's doing that, actually. Mm -hmm. And this is despite the fact that uh, children are effectively immune Mm -hmm. from COVID. I mean, in in terms of, I think I have a, do I have it here? Yeah. Um,
1: So this is still a thing, huh? Why would
0: you add another vaccine to the massive amount of vaccines that kids are already subject to? You know what I mean? And sure, some of those vaccines may be necessary because there are different uh, uh, viruses and illnesses that that, that are, you know, they're fairly at a reasonable risk from not necessarily from death but just from you know um just from getting sick from but the idea that they need another one for covid is ridiculous because
2: all of the data they won't be required well they like they're not going to force them at the no and i
0: don't think there'll be a big uptake of course walansky you know the cdc director at that moment uh, uh said you know finally we have that which which American families have been waiting so long for. <laughs> We're so happy to be able to offer this, offer this now. And it's just like, what university you live in, there's been a super low uptake around the world amongst parents for vaccinating their children. Mm-hmm. Like most parents still have a bit of sense. And they're like, no, I'm not giving my kid an, an experimental vaccine. Mm-hmm. Some idiot ones obviously have, but it's a very low uptake. And she construes that as, oh, because it hasn't been available, it's been available to older children, but... Because it hasn't been available to kids down to six months, it's only because that, that's the reason why there's been, you know, no uptake or low uptake, uh, even in the in the older kids. Whatever I don't know how she construes it, but basically she, she, she's not looking at the fact that kids for whom it already is available, parents haven't mm-hmm. been very inclined to to encourage their kids to get it. Yeah, Who, who's been so clamoring for it? Exactly, Who? she has. the, oh, fine, the money. Finally,
2: finally, uh, all these non-existent people, yeah, exactly, uh, can get the vaccine for their six-month-old.
0: Yeah. Just go to that uh, last link. That's f- This is from the um, American Academy of Pediatrics. Just scroll down to summary of findings. Um, and this is pub- This was published on June 9th, June 9th, 2022. So just about a week ago or 10 days ago. Um, check out their cumul- cumulative mortality from 46 states.
1: Of COVID, yeah, from COVID.
0: Among states reporting, children were 0.00%... <laughs> to 0.032% of all COVID deaths.
2: Oh, Jesus, That's terrible.
0: In states reporting, 0.00% to 002 of all child COVID deaths resulted in, uh, child COVID cases resulted in death. So this idea that, like, I mean, that, that and, and of course you'd have to look at those number the actual numbers of so, so-called child COVID deaths, because we know that people were uh, described as having died from COVID, when in fact that wasn't actually the primary cause of death. Uh, so, I mean, it's still true to say that, Children are effectively if you take the total number of children in the, on the globe let's say who will be exposed to it uh, to, to any virus to, and to this virus in particular are effectively immune, for, immune to it mm-hmm. they 're not in any danger from it you mm-hmm. know um, and yet what you, you, you roll out and make it available and you know you 're going to give it to some some parents are going to be stupid enough to actually yeah, well, to, yeah to add sure. it to the to the already burdensome load of vaccines that children are forced to take, mm-hmm. actually legally required to take, mm-hmm. you're going to add another one? You,
1: you, but you They would say that you've added a conjecture that, that it's burdensome. They're like, the more the better. Vaccines are what no, but what, he, what keep us going.
0: Yeah, you know? well, whatever. There are
1: a lot of people out there who believe that. That's why they could have those reports during COVID yeah. uh, that um, said herd immunity far-right conspiracy theory. Without the vaccines... Mm. We're all
3: dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you well, it's was a matter of opinion. If not from
1: COVID, but then from everything else. Like they really believe that it's vaccines we'll put it this that way. have given us modernity we'll put it the this last way. 100 years of prosperity. I, I
0: don't actually have the details, but kids in America, I think, get the most vaccines. Yeah, or for or sure. The most vaccines of anywhere in the far, world. Far. And, you know, several several times as many, in some cases, as, as other countries, as other developed world countries. And so why is that necessary when in other countries it's not? Why aren't all the children who only get a quarter or a fifth of the vaccines that they get in America, why are they not all dying mm-hmm. when they're coming down with all these diseases? It's obviously um, bullshit.
2: Money-making. Yeah, money like like compared to Africa where the level of vaccination is extremely low. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: The engineering um, a new master race. Mm-hmm. Oh, Neil, you've just gone full Conspirity, <laughs> conspiracy, tar. there. Well, a new master race. Um, yeah, there's something else about kids and COVID vaccines. Um, I can't remember right now, wasn't that important. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, what else you got? Um, taking into consideration that we're all
1: sweltering and need to get AC in here. Uh, Poroshenko. Citing Sun Tzu boasts in an interview with uh, Deutsche Welle that uh, Minsk was a delaying tactic, mm-hmm. which, you know, we could tell, obviously. Yeah. The truth it's interesting right that he could admit that that was a delaying tactic to, quote, build up our army mm-hmm. to retake Donbass Crimea. So and he, he thinks the Russians
0: weren't aware of it? Right. But,
1: Is he that stupid? Uh, that's stupid. But that's, yeah, that's not official narrative, but he uh, couldn't help but boast.
0: And then, and then but they get to criticize Russia for not adhering to Minsk or something like that, even though it was obviously yeah. Ukraine who wasn't adhering to Minsk yeah. or or, or <laughs> it's like demand that Russia can you know stop its invasion of Ukraine and continue to adhere to these protocols that we both signed up to that we have no intention of uh, adhering to yeah it's like sell us your, Russia, sell us your gas for free or you 're bad. <sighs> You see the bullshit we have to deal with <laughs> and actually explain to people, isn't it crazy? like you know I mean it's like so it's like it's plain as the nose in your face. It should be as plain as the nose in your face, but there's something stopping people from recognizing it at least it seems that way because you know I don't know how you get a read on it. you get a read on it from Twitter or something we can we can't get a read on like what everybody thinks, and but when we do, we obviously try and get it from Twitter. Uh, try and have it not not be in an echo chamber on Twitter and, and see what other people are saying. And a lot of people are stupid people out there who are doing the whole, you know, slava Ukraine, you know, pray for Ukraine, send weapons to Ukraine. There are a lot of people doing that, but I think there are more people who are just like, "Oh, this is bullshit. Let's ignore it. We need to focus on our own issues." Mm-hmm. And especially in the US, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people there are like, "We fuck Ukraine. We need to focus on problems in this country." You know, um, but when we talk to real people, they they don't want to talk about it. Because no, they know it, they, they, it's too complicated and they probably sense somewhere in the back of their minds or something or somewhere in their being that, that it is bullshit, but it's too, too much for them to try and figure it out. So if they're forced to say anything about it, all you'll get is, is a repetition of a headline that they read. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Putin's bad, isn't he? Isn't Putin bad? I think I read that Putin, a Putin's bad. Uh, Ukraine. Yeah, war bad. Mm-hmm. P- people shouldn't have war. And um, gas, gas prices are too high and who's mm-hmm. willing for that?
1: I saw a Ukrainian flag on the street the other day. Oh, yeah? A small town, like 2,000 people. Small town. Ukrainian flag next to the local flag. Um, Also, on the way back today, the place that was a vaccination center at the peak of the madness was open, and there were people going in all with masks. For ice cream? For for Mm. a booster. Getting
0: the boosters. The booster's still going. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't have known that... But I, that I was passing by early in the morning when it was open mm. you know
0: yeah, yeah. Cause it, the early bird catches the vaccine
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know They, they maybe it's the more of them in cities I guess that's probably a given and then it's who you know
0: oh you have to get a hook up like you have to uh, have a like uh, hook in or, or a, a connection to get a vaccine these days
1: the social media bubble thing is also a real life bubble yeah. people will actually the people they associate with will be either one or the other you know or tend towards one side or the other on the current thing.
0: Yeah. Um, the current thing. So
1: when I'm out there and I, I meet them, and I, I'm like still surprised because I don't usually see them. I only s- hear about it in the media. And I, I think surely this is inflated. Surely most people don't believe this stuff.
5: Well,
0: they're talking about seventh wave now, you know? Right. And there's people talking in the UK. We mentioned it last week, a game that repeated it during the week and stuff, that in the UK and in France and i don't know probably other european countries probably in america as well talking about this summer this month like as in this month june or july i don't know uh, there's going to be another wave of covid and mm-hmm. people are dying monkey pox no covid yeah a new a new word. strain yeah i yeah. the world we live in man mm. it's it's not it's not not in a good state it needs an enema. Um, I don't know who's going to supply that animal. Animal, though, it's a big one. No, somehow, some kind of cosmic anima has mm-hmm. to sort sort things out because otherwise, it's just it's going nowhere. Anyway, uh, have you got some jokes? there tell us a joke. Uh, the EU is
1: going to give Ukraine candidate status.
0: Ah, <laughs> hilarious! That's that's the best one. Uh, Never yeah, gonna happen. Sure. They talk that kind of shit all the time, and then they backtrack by saying, "Well, they don't backtrack." In the same breath, they say, "Yeah, well, it's not going to happen straight away. Like, we're going to give, them, yeah, they're going to get fast track entry, fast track being like forty years,
1: yeah, whatever's left of it."
0: Yeah, and um, who's it? Zarakova. Russian Kremlin spokesperson, and somebody, somebody else said it. Um, in response, I can't remember, someone in the Russian government said uh, if they talk about this war, you know, them continuing to uh, supply weapons to Ukraine for that, we need to, like the West. Western government saying we need to continue to supply weapons to Ukraine for the next couple of years, we need to like, like, like lock ourselves into this and prepare for two years of continuing supply of support and weapons and funds and all that kind of stuff to Ukraine and again, the Rus- someone in the Russian government said they keep talking about this two years time but like, in two years time Yes. How do they know there's going to be Ukraine? Medvedev said yeah, it, Medvedev. the so-called Atlanticist. Turns they, out he's actually... How do they know there's going to be a Ukraine for them to send any weapons to? Yeah. Uh, which was a little hint of yeah. what the Russian plan is, basically. Yeah. At least no Ukraine in its current form. That's pretty much clear at this point. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we leave it there. It's almost two hours. We're a bit late starting, but it's almost two hours. And I think that was a pretty good rundown. Mm. And Bo, uh, very good to have you here. I know you won't be here next week, but uh, you'll be here in spirit, uh, or at least your spirit animal will be, be here, Yeah, that
2: unicorn behind yeah. you. Uh, yeah.
1: it's, oh, it's his spirit animal It's his spirit animal now. now. It's transferred to, to him. No, yeah. we have yeah. to
2: represent all diversities yeah. and uh, genders yeah. and races. Yeah, yeah.
0: And last week was our first, uh, not our first show, but last week was, was it the first show? Anyway, it was, I think it was the first show since... Uh, Scotty, we didn't mention, I don't know if Scotty wants to mention it, but somebody in the chat last week wanted to hear about uh, Scotty got married, actually. he uh, He's a traditional, one of those traditionalist, traditionalist mm-hmm. people who get married and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, weird it's just weird I don't really understand do you understand that I don't know why people get married anymore yeah, I mean he it, showed it, off it's, his it's, rings it's, it's but the, anyway
2: it's the trad life you know you uh, gotta go for it trad
0: life
1: <laughs>
2: yes
0: and, did you get a new shirt like that and was it good trad Scotty life. yeah well, did you have fun
5: yeah yeah it was good
0: yeah, yeah. did, did uh, people get drunk and stuff
5: uh, yes, I, I didn't, unfortunately. You
0: didn't. Well, you're not allowed no, to, yeah, agreeing, not, so. I had
5: to. I had to make sure everyone else was having fun. Having so. fun, yeah. yeah. You're just so now I'm waiting for the next, whoever gets married next, yeah. and uh, you have to invite me because, uh, right. yeah, I'm going to.
2: Bo's going to marry that unicorn. Hmm. There we go, yeah. yeah. You better not misgender it. <laughs> Don't misgender your, your
0: spirit animal. Uh, yeah. All right, so that's that's all you get in Scotty's wedding. That's all the, all the information we can divulge. Mm-hmm.
5: So
1: videos and photos coming next week.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah. Next week's
2: show will be entirely devoted. It'll be a like a video and photo montage of, of yeah. I hope there's no videos of, of some people dancing. <coughs> I hope not. <laughs>
1: oh, that reminds me. No,
2: not
3: you.
1: That guy right there. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, yeah, so listen, we'll leave it there for this week, folks. Thanks for listening, watching, commenting. Um, don't forget to smash all the buttons if you haven't done so already. Uh, that means like and subscribe and all that. Um, we'll be back next week with another show, possibly, and um, whatever's been happening between now and then, we'll, we'll be on it. So uh, tune in then, and until then, have a good week. See you later. Thanks
1: for watching. See you next week.
0: See ya.
3: Can't stop the signal now. Mm